Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm Christian Piles. Pumped to be here. Excited to get this going, and uh, I think we got a great first show scheduled. Uh, I think uh, you know, as a writer, you know, you know about the narrative hook. Remember learning about that in school? The narrative hook. Got to grab their attention early, right? Well, that's what that's what we're doing here. We got a great first guest. And um, I, I think this is going to be uh, fun just going down this road. We've got Ben Askren on the line. Ben, what's going on, man? Not much. I'm actually a uh, Caleb High School duel. We got some, some of our Askren Wrestling Canyon wrestlers wrestling in a match. So came out to check them out and see what's going on. So that's where I'm at right now. Nice, man. Nice. Do you keep in touch with the, the, the Heartland, Wisconsin guys, Arrowhead? Yeah, we have, a, we have a handful of Arrowhead wrestlers on our team. Uh, I try to be fairly impartial since we coach wrestlers from a lot of different schools. I try to kind of stay away from rooting from one team too hard. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand you're kind of putting that spot. So, so what's been going on, man? You've been able to, last week was a crazy week in wrestling. Were you able to check any out? Yeah, I, you know, thank God for slow wrestling, right? It makes it so easy to sit at home on my couch in Wisconsin. Um, and I, I got, I, you know, I watched mostly Southern Scuffle because I was a lot of Missouri wrestling. So that was what I watched the most of, but I did check out a few different events. Sweet, sweet. Well, uh, everyone knows you're, well, at least I know, you're like one of the biggest Mizzou homers I've ever heard in my life. Anytime, <laughs> you, anytime you do any predictions, if there's, if there's under five national champions for Missouri, you're being conservative. So I know you love your, your Missouri Tigers. So it, it was definitely good to watch. Any guys catch your eye? Anyone that, that you see that's like, hmm, this, this guy's really good that maybe doesn't get the love or anyone that impressed uh, you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Jaden Cox has impressed me from the time he was <laughs> nine years old, but he continues to impress the whole country. So you know, he's, he was fantastic as usual. I was really happy to see Alan Waters get the win over to Sean Garrett because obviously that's a tough opponent, a tough win. Anytime. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, you know, Alex Derringer's a kid that's from the same area in Wisconsin I grew up in, and so it's, it's cool to see him continue to mature and develop, and so he's right up there with the most dominant wrestlers in the country below Logan Steba right now. So, yeah, a lot of good wrestling. Yeah. Um, wanted to get your thoughts. There was a, a crazy exchange, and we kind of, we've blown it up a little bit on flow. Just thought... It was just an unbelievable moment. What, no matter what you felt, what did you think about the Kindig Hudeshelt exchange? That double underhook lock, and then Kindig throws him, gets the two. What did you think about that? Yeah, I did, no takedown. 
100% no takedown. I would say, you know, for me, Christian, the essence of folk style wrestling is control. Mm-hmm. Folk style wrestling is about the ability to control another human being who does not want to be controlled. If you're on bottom, you try to get away. If you're on top, you try to keep the person down. If you're on your feet, you try to take someone down. So that, for me, that's what folk style wrestling is all about. And so there's new, like, you only got to have control for a millisecond. It's mm-hmm. crap. I, I mean, and I don't honestly, in that exchange, I personally didn't see any control at all. But even if there was a millisecond, I think that's crap. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them saying you got to have control for two seconds because that's what folk style wrestling is all about. It really is. So you you did not, so when, when they move, they're kind of getting more and more less control and just having that, that moment in time where you're, where you're behind or you control the hips. So you you don't like those those kind of new rule changes, I guess. No, I definitely I definitely don't. Like I said I think about I think folk style wrestling is all about control, and I think that uh, de-emphasizes that. I think when you're de-emphasizing, probably the most important part of your sport. I think uh, it's a bad thing. Okay. All right. I, I wanted to ask you this because I, I know you got a lot of opinions. Who's one guy in the country? your just absolute favorite guy to watch, maybe regardless of skill, regardless, and this could be freestyle, folk style, whatever, high school wrestler, for all I care. Who's one guy you're like, I just, I just can't yeah. miss this dude? I mean, I would say, and I've said it before, I would say Dylan Ness is one of my favorite people to watch, but that, that's, he's a fairly common choice because he just, uh, he goes out there and he throws the kitchen sink at everybody all the time. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Dylan's, Dylan's definitely a blast. All right, so... Um, moving on a little bit. Last week, weekend, I guess you could say we had the we had the Bones DC fight. What what did you think about that? Did you get to watch it? I'm sure you did. Uh, what were your yeah. thoughts on that? Uh, the fight first and foremost. Yeah, uh, I, did, I did get to watch it actually, and it was quite depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel's been my friend since we were in the Olympic team together, and I, I know he put his heart and soul into this fight. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was very disappointing seeing him come up short in a fight that I know how bad he wanted to win. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would imagine. As a coach, um, what, what's that like? It's like, you know, this guy puts everything he's got into it, and you're just, you're just not as good. Have you ever had a moment like that where you know you worked or you think you did everything you could, and, um, you know, you still, you still come up short? Have you ever had to, like, deal, with that, deal with that yourself, or how do, you, how do you talk to a kid about yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say, obviously, the difficult thing for Daniel, because I've, I've had a lot of those times in my life, and I think, I think most people have. I say, I would say the diff- difficult thing for Daniel now is he's 36 years old or mm-hmm. 35 years old. He's coming to the end of his career, and he doesn't know if he's going to have another big push for the title. I mean, um, he's going to have to win one or two fights, probably get back in contention. So that's what, a year, 18 months, two years down the road, and you're getting older. And so that might have been his last big hurrah, his last big shot to be the best in the world. And he said that. Also, mm-hmm. so I would say that would be the hardest thing to take away. And sometimes um, there's not a lot to be said in situations. You know, when a, a senior in high school, when his goal is to win the state title and doesn't get done, and it's just, he doesn't have any more shots. So um, there's not a lot of consolation there. And that's life. Sometimes you don't get what you want in life, and it's tough and it sucks. But at least you gave it the best you could, and that's really all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. What was what was your reaction, if any? when you found out uh, John Jones tested positive for, for cocaine on December 3rd? Well, I, I can't say I was surprised because there was always people talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I was surprised that he was dumb enough to get caught. Um, 
I mean, wow, when you're in a position like that and you have so much to lose, to get caught doing something like that is just, uh, it, was, it was kind of a wow, a wow for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think his coach, um, Israel Martinez, said um, that he felt like the, the wrestling community had turned on him. Um, it, and I don't know if that's true. I feel like I feel like Bones is a pretty pretty popular guy, even within the wrestling community. But why do you think he he has alienated himself, or, or really has he? Yeah. Well, I guess I, I guess I've told everyone this from day one. I think that he still doesn't have a lot. I mean, if you hear if you go to any of the UFC fights, he fights, then he definitely gets more booze than he does cheers. And I think a lot of the reason is just uh, he's just not honest with who he is, and you and you people can see through it. He kind of always has this self spoken holder than now demeanor but I think the, I think the, the funniest part or the funniest time he was caught off his character was in that exchange with Daniel when they were on ESPN and yeah. they were totally off air but they were still filming and he didn't realize it and he said I will literally kill you with my bare hands and kind of went on and went on and went on and then when he was caught and he realized oh man I'm still on camera he was kind of like uh, uh, who can see that uh, so it's kind of like oh you got caught so I think that that's the biggest thing about him is just you kind of always felt like you were getting faked out. No one likes to get no one likes to feel like they're getting faked out and they're not getting the honest, hundred percent truth out of you. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I think I think honesty really re- does resonate more with the community. Have you talked to Daniel since the fight? Um, man, I haven't. And like I said, it's a hard thing. You know, it. What do you say to the guy? Right. I, I know how much he put into it, and I don't know. There's nothing I'm going to say that's going to make him feel better. Of course. Uh, he knows I'm in his corner, and I'll be in his corner for uh, as long as he continues to compete. But, uh, I mean, I, I never really like people talking to me after losses. Cause yeah. there's, there's truly nothing you can say that's going to make me feel better. I just, I didn't get it done, and I, I, I would guarantee that's probably how he feels. What do you think was, and, and sorry, to, not trying to put you on the couch here, but what was like, yeah. what was a moment... Uh, where you were maybe because you just said you know you're you're down enough when you lose lose a match and you've never lost a fight so what what's a match you lost that was just it it, it hung with you the longest? Uh, probably my my second national title loss to Pelton because that was my last chance of beating him and um, something I was prided myself on in my in my life growing up was that if I lost to someone I wouldn't lose to them again and that I would get the better of them and I lost to him the second time I would not lose him the third time and I would just continue to improve. And improve and improve, and over to, over the course of time, I would always be better than somebody. Um, and that was just a guy I couldn't get the better of him, and that was kind of like my last real chance to beat him was in that national finals my sophomore year, and I didn't get it done. And it wasn't even that close, frankly. So that one was really that weighed heavy on me. That was depressing, and it was kind of like it took me a while to say, okay, next year I just gotta kick everyone's butt, and I can't beat Chris Pendleton because he's not in the NCAA anymore. And I just got to do what I can do. So that one took me a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Um, okay, mo- transitioning a little bit. So you, you're um, you're a big part of the wrestling community. Now you're in the MMA community. Contrast not not the not the experience. Not you know competing in both. Not that. Just like what the MMA and how the MMA community kind of differs from wrestling, or, or some things maybe you've noticed. Like oh wow, I'm definitely at a MMA event, or I'm yeah. wow, I'm definitely at a wrestling event. Um, I mean, obviously, the wrestling community is a lot more conservative, which I could be on either side of that fence. I, you know, I, I see it both ways. Uh, I would say the worst part is probably there's, just, there's a lot of money in MMA, which is a, it's a great thing, obviously, for the athletes, but 
at the same time, it brings out a lot of sleazeballs who are trying to get the money from the athletes, whether it's bad management, which I've had great management, so I've had to deal with that, or match, maybe bad matchmakers at the lower levels of MMA. There's just all kinds of freaks and sleazy people. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, an experience where it's like, oh, this dude is totally trying to scam me right now or rip me off? Have you, if you had that kind of a, a moment? Um, you know what? I was I was fortunate enough to get a great manager almost right you know, almost right off the bat in my career, which is Dwayne Fink and he manages Daniel Cormier and Kane Blackens and a lot of other people. So I was fortunate enough to get a really good manager. Um well I, he's kinda of taking good care of me and shielded me from I mean a lot of people had a lot of bad things to say about Bjorn and me in uh Bellator, but I always felt like Dwayne Zinkin just had they had my best interest in mind and always took care of me and kind of shielded me from all those things just because they're so thorough with their job. Yeah, 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 that's great. I'm glad. But no, unfortunately, I don't feel like, unfortunately enough, I don't feel like I've had that terrible experience where I've got jacked by a manager or a promoter says, you're going to get paid X amount, and then your check comes in a different amount than what he said. So, yeah, I don't feel like I've had that, fortunately enough. That's that's good. Um, Why do you think some guys, like, get... Uh, roped in with, with the wrong people. Why do you think that happens? Why aren't people able to to avoid? Because cause you read stories all the time about yeah, these, yeah, this yeah. guy's broke and he fought in this fight. How how does that happen? Yeah. How do these guys get in, I don't know, whatever, it is, suckered in? Oh, man, because money is an attractive thing. And when someone's promising you, when someone promises you the world, it's hard to turn down, even though you know they probably can't produce it. Yeah. So I would say that definitely, that's 100% of it right there is, you know, people talk, a lot of people talk a lot bigger than they can produce, and it's attractive, especially to the young up-and-comer who's not experienced, they're not seasoned, they don't know, they don't have a great manager per, to protect them. So, yeah, I mean, it can definitely be a rough world in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so so you're married, you've got kids or a kid? How many kids do you have, Ben? One, one kid, one kid. One kid, all right, is that it? or? Yep. Practicing for two. Okay, all right. <laughs> nice, nice, excellent. Well, hope hope there's more. Uh, is it a boy? I have a girl. She's almost two. Girl, all right, nice man. So how's yeah. that been? How's you know transition? You're training. You you got you got a young family now. How's that been? Man, it's awesome. Uh, my wife's really good with her, and and they're very flexible around my schedule because I do have time. It's just that uh, it's. It's you know I'm always here or there, so you never know when I'm gonna have time. But they're they're really flexible, and I get to see her a lot and hang out with her. So it's uh, man, it's awesome. Does it softened you up any? No, I'm still hard to steal. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. Um, cool. Hey, FPL what four is coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm throwing my wrestling shoes back on. I'm getting back after it. So we got uh, I believe three weeks now, two and a half weeks maybe till FPL four. Uh, I'm wrestling, Max is wrestling, we got Joe Cologne, Connor Beebe, Jason Wells, Craig Becker, so we got a lot of good names in the mix there, and uh, I just got a, I got a big main event for FPL 5, which I can't quite talk about because the ink's not on the paper, but I got a really good, set up a really good main event for FPL 5 yesterday too, which I'm really excited about, which that one's going to be in St. Louis before the NCAA is. Dang, that's what you call a tease right there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm fine. <laughs> what's, what's the date on that, on, on uh, FPL 4, Ben? FPL 4 is January 25th. It's a Sunday. Uh, it's happening up here in Wisconsin, so I'm going to have the home crowd behind me. I know they're going to be booing Clayton Foster, cheering me. It's going to be awesome. So Clayton Foster, man, he's uh, 
When I think about, let's think about Askren's kryptonite a little bit. Um, Clayton Foster, kind of, he's got a nice double leg, um, pretty, pretty good from space. Maybe gonna be able to, um, you know, <laughs> present some problems. What, what are you working on without, you know, showing your hand? How are you gonna be ready yeah. for that? Because this is a guy training for a world championship right now. He beat yeah, Ed, course, Ed Ruth last year. Yeah, I mean. And I don't want I don't want to wrestle gimmies. And so when I think about who I want to wrestle, I want to wrestle the best guys. Well, um, I will tell you, some guys did turn me down, and I'm not going to call them out by name at this point. But I, there were some matches that were turned down um, in the process of me finding Clayton Foster. Mm. That being said, like you said, Clayton Foster is one of the best. He beat a world champ last year. He beat Ed Ruth last year. He's a real deal. I got I have no. Um, no bones about that. I just got to go out and wrestle my match because I, I still believe I'm one of the best wrestlers in America, even though I don't do it full-time, even though I focus on MMA. Um, some of the skills I've built up over the course of a lifetime, they don't just disappear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Why do you think, uh, I mean, why do, why do you think some guys are reluctant to face you, Ben? Man, I, I don't even know because we're trying to pay them real money, too. I mean, they're out there wrestling for free. We're trying to throw them some, some cash money, and they're still saying no. So uh, I, I, am, I have no idea on that one. Um, I wish people would be more apt to say yes, and they, they would see the vision like I do of full Premier League and where it can go and how it can help the entire wrestling community. Not, not only the, obviously the C-level athletes who will benefit financially from it, but how it can benefit the entire wrestling community. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, all right, let's, let's transition here. You're, you're from Wisconsin. You're Packers. You're a big Packers fan, right? Of course. Of course. Right? Gotta be. Yeah, you pretty much have to be. What if you're not, what happens if you're not a Packers fan in Wisconsin? How does that go? Oh, man, you get made fun of. Probably get beat up. Get some wedgies. Swirlies, probably. <laughs> nice. All right, so talk about it. Your, your boy Aaron Rodgers. A little banged up. He's got a bad calf. He, he's going to be out there limping around. Is he going to be able to take down Tony Romo? Yeah. You know what? He, he's got a little Brett Favre in him that just, that just cops get it done, that kind of thing. He's got that in him a little bit. So he did a job done. Man, it's cold. You should, you should see it. I'm going to Man, it's like freaking snowing and windy and cold outside. The Cowboys will not be able to handle this. They won't. I promise. How, how cold is it there right now? Because it's like, Dude, it's, it's so, like it's nine so here. Christian. Nine degrees? Where, where are you at? I, I live in Virginia, man, and it is... Oh, okay, it's, okay. It's killing me. I, I can't stand it. I hate cold weather. Freaking Dude, out. I will tell you, it's, it's been colder than nine degrees all week. Nine degrees. People be on shorts at nine degrees in Wisconsin. I mean, Romo. <laughs> Romo's going to get nervous when he comes up here and it's four degrees outside and wind's blowing and it's snowing. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I'd imagine that's uh, it's not a fun environment to play in. Have you ever been to a game at Lambeau? I've been to three. Uh, it's definitely, you know, you gotta, you got to know some people who get tickets up there. And then now these days I'm pretty busy. So I, I need to, uh, I will actually be in Phoenix when the Super Bowl is going on. So let's just hope the Packers make it that far. And I will, I will make time to buy myself a Super Bowl ticket and go cheer on the Packers. Nice. What's, that, what's the atmosphere like at Lambeau? I hear it's just kind of like almost collegiate. Yeah. It's, it's so loud and crazy. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. I mean, people just... 
it, it's a, it's the smallest town that owns an NFL franchise. And people don't understand how passionate these Wisconsin people are about the Packers. It is. Uh, it, it probably honestly it probably borders on unhealthy. I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which which <laughs> is also true for. Um, you know, like college football in the South, those people, yep. those yes. people are out of their minds. Like, this, the dedication that, and obsession is is definitely unhealthy. That that's what I'm talking about. That's how these people are in Wisconsin. I mean, you go drive around on a Sunday when the Packers game's going on, dude. The roads are empty. No one's at the store. Every person is freaking in their house watching the Packers. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'll tell you, we have we have practice on Sundays in the fall for our wrestling academy, and like a regular Sunday. And there's a practice for that practice. Probably be like 30 people there, right? Packers are playing. It's like eight people there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know, right? Like, come on, just the Packers. I'll put it on the radio. Just come on, show up for practice. Yeah, don't these guys got you got DVR in Wisconsin, right? I guess you got to watch it yeah. live. Got right, it. Cool, cool. Um, so, so a lot of people were talking about the the signing of CM Punk. Have you met? Have you seen him yet in Milwaukee? Because he's gonna be training yeah, out of your been, gym, he's right? He's been a Rufus all week. How's that been? Um, good. I mean, he's he's obviously he's not seasoned. He's new. He's new to the game, but he's uh, came in with a good attitude. He's ready to learn. He's ready to work hard, and obviously that's what's gonna take for him to be successful. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Lots. A lot, of pe- a lot was made of that kind of, that kind of interaction, and you kind of calling out Dana for for signing him. No, Rich, Rich, I called out Dana. I didn't call out Sam exa- Punk. Exactly. Listen, if you had offered much money to go fight in a cage, you'd be a dummy to turn that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. All right, hey, wh- how do you see this uh, team race playing out? And without, can you take off the Mizzou glasses for like? Just a minute or two, and, and listen, Mizzou's actually got a chance. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They actually have a chance to make a run at this title. All right, all right. So they do. They Cox, Cox Waters, and Howard Schultz. They can they can go deep. They can go all the way to the finals. All three of those guys, right? No disagreement and then there. You got Mays. Mays could pull something off. You got Eblen and Mickless. They're freaking dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- those guys could definitely all American. And then, ooh. He just got hurt, I think, the rest of that. Maybe a concussion. Oh, that's Maybe a broken nose. You never know. Um, <laughs> you know, and then uh, you got Mays has really been a good surprise. And then you got Manley and and uh, Mellon at heavyweight and England at 65. I mean, those guys, mm-hmm. those guys are fighting it here, getting wins. So they could, they could realistically have 10 guys getting wins at NCAAs. And uh, they can punch enough of those guys through to the placement rounds. They're right in there with anyone. And, and it, it's not... Uh, it's not going to be a race this year where someone's blowing someone eyes. I would definitely not see that happening. I mean, Ohio State's got a chance. Iowa's got a chance. Minnesota's got, I think Minnesota's probably the favorite. Penn State, I, you know, I think it's kind of a long shot since they registered Rutherford and, and Megalutis. I don't see it happening, but it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they turned it on. They had a really nice scuffle. It was, uh, it was interesting. I felt like Missouri was having a nice tournament, and they just yeah. they lost. They lost by 15, so yeah. it's kind of crazy how, how yeah. scoring can go in you a college tournament. Penn State has one of those teams like Missouri had a few years back when every single weight is solid, but there's not enough superstars to do it at the NCAA tournament. At the NCAA tournament, you need those two, three, four superstars who are yeah. really going to rack up big points. And, you know, for, for Penn State this year, I see, I see obviously Matt Brown's title finish high. And I can see McIntosh, but I don't see McIntosh in the finals. I can see him finishing third through sixth somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. 
And then really, you know, who else who else can threaten to make the finals in the lineup? I mean, you could the a Penn State fan would probably say Jimmy Gulabon because thirty three is, ah, is very even. Yeah, right. <laughs> you disagree there. Uh, he can't put he he can't put enough wins together in a row. Same with Conway. Those two they're good. I could I you know, if you said they're an all American I wouldn't really argue with you on that, but I don't I don't see him putting enough wins together in a row to make that happen. Yeah. Winning it, yeah. winning it, making the finals. It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm telling you what, what probably you would hear. Um, yeah. And when you think about it, last year and, and the years before, they had, um, you know, the last two years they won by the skin of their teeth with, and that's with Taylor and Ruth. So it, it yeah. And those guys bonusing their whole way and winning a title, and you know, like you said, they who's going to win a title for them? I'm I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. Bra- Brown's yeah. their best shot, but um, as far as other guys and go. Yeah, and he's not. I mean, even he's not. You're not going to say he's a lock to make. He's not even a lock to make the finals when you got oh, no. Evans and Kogrish and Torley. So, I mean, those four. Yeah, really top four. I would say pretty, pretty solid on that one. But as far as you know, him being a guy that's going to make the finals for sure, he's just not that guy. No, no, you're exactly right. Um, did you get a chance to to watch uh, Jason Nolf? Any? What'd you think about him as a true freshman? Who'd you say? Jason Nolf. No, yes, I, I got to watch the match against Ryan, Brian Robudo, and um, I wish I would have got to watch his finals against Green. I didn't get to watch that one, uh, but he, he looked good against Robudo. I know Brian's coming off ACL surgery, and this is his first match back, so obviously he, he looked a little rusty to me, to what mm-hmm. he normally does. But, uh, yeah, Nolf looked good, and obviously he's, he's had good results all the way along. Yeah, what did you think about, and, and I know you know Brian pretty well, right, or at least Max does, mm-hmm. right? So what did you think about them? Because it, it's always tough for a coach. It's like, man, we, yeah. we want him back for the scuffle, but if, what's, what would it be like getting dropped in into that meat yeah. grinder without really having quality mat time apart from the yeah. practice room? And, and making weight for the first time, too. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously that's a big deal, too, for athletes that, you know what the coaches I would say left it up to him. Cornell's never been someone to care about an early season match or the scuffle, so they probably left it up. And why well, I know for a fact they left it up to Brian, and he said he was ready, even if he maybe wasn't 100 percent ready. Um, it's probably just a competitor in him that says, "I want to get out there, I want to mix it up, and I think I can do really well." Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. That that makes sense. What what is um. You, you don't seem like a guy that gets injured much or got injured much. Have you have you battled injuries before? I don't believe in getting injured. You don't? Elaborate. <laughs> elaborate. No, uh, I mean, honestly, okay, my, my, my thing now is, now I'm getting a little older, right? And I was always pretty durable. I was just tough. Didn't get hurt a lot. I mean, I had little injuries. But uh, now my thing is, I'm only going to go in hard, as hard as I can cram in practice without getting hurt. So... Some people try to go 100% no matter what, and then they're stupid, and then they get hurt, and then they sit on the bench, and then they get worse because they're sitting on the bench, right? Yeah. So I usually take it down to like 85, 90%. I say I'm 30 years old now. I don't need to go 100%. I know what it's like to go 100%. So I tone it down a little bit, just a little bit, and then I also I practice with guys who I know aren't dipshits. Can I sit on the radio? <laughs> well, <they're> not. <laughs> Oops. The guys that aren't stupid, right? Because yeah. some guys are just stupid. They do crazy stuff. I look at those people. I'm like, I am not going with that person because they're just trying to hurt somebody. Yeah. No. That, that whether it's sense. whether it's wrestling or MMA. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that that totally makes sense. What do you think? Um, if if you could have done both with the similar financial incentives, would you have preferred to do wrestling? It's not even close. Not even close. Not even close, huh? 
Not even, it's not even a discussion. Wrestling. All right, not a discussion. But how fun or not fun is a fight? Is is to be um, in a fight compared to wrestling? Good. Yeah, it's good. No, it's good. Uh, it is. I do think every man should just be in a fight or two in their life. It just uh, brings out kind of another side of you, something that you should find out about yourself that not all people do. Which wrestling is close to that, but not exactly the same thing. Um, that being said, obviously, I've had a lot of success, so I've, I've experienced the fun part of fighting because I'm the hammer and not the nail. Um, if, I, if I was on the other side of the coin, I might be giving you a little different answer because uh, being the nail in MMA is no fun at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine what it would be like to get in the cage and just get the crap kicked out of you. I, not a place I... Yeah, I, I mean, the worst one is, like, the knockout's kind of, like, so what? You get knocked out, you go to sleep, you wake up. You know, there's not a lot of pain associated, but, like, you know, like, when a guy's getting held down and beat mercilessly, kind of like I did a call, I'm like, dude, and that guy deserved it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, can there be anything worse than a man on top of you, and you're so tired you can't move, but he won't stop hitting you, and your blood's all over your face and going down your nose and in your mouth, I mean... It's got to be one of the worst feelings ever. Yeah, that's that's the worst way to go. Just just kick me in the head and just wake me up, and then we'll call it a fight. I'm not I'm not about oh. getting my face beat in for a half hour. That just that just sounds awful to me. Um, so wait, mm-hmm. when, when's your next fight? Do you have a next fight? What's what's the I deal? I don't. Right? I don't. Hopefully it's soon. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. You getting antsy or what? Oh yeah, I'm ready to rumble. Nice man. Well, cool. Well, hey. You guys, think right, man. this was good. This was good. No, that was a great first show. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, everyone check out FPL4. I'll be throwing down again a couple weeks from now. And uh, keep on kicking butt, Christian. All right. Thanks a lot for your time, Ben. Have a good one. No problem. See ya. See ya. All right, guys. So, so there it was. There it went. That was, man. That flew by. We're at we're at 28 minutes and 49 seconds. Not always gonna go that way. But when you can get Ben Askren for a half hour, that's that's what you do. You talk to Ben Askren for a half hour. Um, typically, you know, maybe we'll take calls from you. Uh, the community maybe gets questions from you on, on Twitter. We weren't able to do that um, today. However, um, you know, it's something we want to do moving forward, you know. And, and it doesn't have to just be, you know, all wrestling when we have guests. We'll have guests like that, big-time guys like Ben Askren and whatnot. But maybe we'll take calls from... From you, the people. I think that'd be good as well. So, um, this was cool. I, I enjoyed this. I, I thank everyone for who helped uh, put this together, and thank you guys for listening. We're gonna make this a regular thing. I'd like it to be once a week, seven central, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. We'll have to work a little bit on the planning, but uh, it worked well Thursday today. But with this job, um, when you're traveling, especially in wrestling season, sometimes you end up traveling on Thursday. So it just depends how it goes. Um, hey, give me some feedback, okay? Let me know what you want, what you don't want, what you like, what you don't like. This, this, this is a cruise ship, right? It's a cruise ship, all right? And I, I'm here. I want you guys to enjoy the cruise, have fun, you know, party, go out to eat, whatever. I'm the captain, okay? And and it, you know, I'm gonna navigate these choppy waters and and make sure you have a good time. And, and if anyone gets out of line, you know, maybe we have to chuck you in the Atlantic. Who knows? But um. That, that's that's what I want. So hit me up on Twitter, at CPiles8, at CPiles, Piles with a Y, uh, in case you didn't know. And uh, use the hashtag FlowRadioLive, which you see, you should see on your screen right now. So uh, thanks a lot for checking in, and we'll see you next time.